Greetings, this is James Gillen with As You Wish Talk Radio, also he said he's Stargate. Uh, we want to start out with a message from our president. That is so wrong. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I love starting out with a little humor. The uh, He has quite a few messages. I don't even know what the sequence is. Yeah, That's for, for Putin. <laughs> one's for China, one's for Mexico. But uh, anyway, big changes coming up. Uh, keep your eye out. I think things are finally starting to, to move forward. I know our our thing has lost all its momentum. It's lost all its backing. It's it's uh, pretty much in the trash. But people have to still stand up and say, no, I'm not going to deal with these uh, draconian measures. But anyway, I'm trying to stay on the air here, so I don't want to talk too much about that. Um, which, uh, speaking of which, we are uh, just using YouTube as a placeholder. Uh, because there, we've got two strikes and there's just so much cens- censorship that you can't even talk about the news. You know, it's on mainstream news, but you say the same thing on these channels, you get censored. So um, I'm going to leave that alone. Um, I, I'm, it's amazing because some of the people I'm seeing censored now are are the top people that know what's going on. And the people that are not censoring are the ones that are just doing the controlled narrative. So, uh, you know, obviously there is a controlled narrative on on every level going on. And, uh, you know, it's it's in social media. But uh, I don't want to do too much on that. The I wanted to I, I just recently wrote a newsletter. We just sent it out. And I wanted to go over that really quickly because there is a lot of things going on in the UFO community, a lot of divisions and uh, things of that nature. And some of the things I've seen, you know, in the past, I wanted to cover about that and kind of tell my own story so you understand what's going on. And I'll go into detail, but um, I'm going to first start out with this, uh, with the newsletter. So, you know, speaking at several major UFO conferences in the early 90s, I was told people either loved or hated me. You know, there was no in between. So after speaking to standing room only crowds and having the highest rush for the DVDs and after, you know, the talk, according to the on-site sales, you know, I thought everything went great. You know, although the demand was there, I was never invited back. I thought it was interesting. And these are at the major UFO events. So, you know, being naive at the time, you know, I took it personally. You know, I didn't understand why anybody would hate me for telling the truth about my experiences. You know, bringing a spiritual message into the UFO community, a multi-dimensional message that tied all the levels together was very well received with, you know, standing ovations. Um you know, especially considering the fact that I had all the evidence, the photos, the videos, the eyewitnesses, you know, triple PhD, born engineers, skunk works people, all these pilots, Air Force base commanders all verified the ongoing activity here. And so, uh, you know, I had everything to back it up. So, you know, that contact is going on. So I gave uh, redundantly and Peter Slattery does this, too, as well. The location, you know, when the ships would appear and the time. And they appeared, you know, um, but, you know, this wasn't enough. You know, I just said, OK, so I was on the Art Bell show and Art Bell asked me, why does the UFO community eat their young? And I really didn't have an answer at the time. You know, yet experience gave me the answer. So, I mean, I've been doing this since the 80s. I hate to say it, early 80s. And so, uh, you know, and the bottom line was I, I stepped out of the controlled narrative. And so that was where all the problems came up. So I went to contact in the desert and I was met with the same adversity and asked the same question. You know, why do people either love or hate you? And I told them, you know, because I, they, you know, either love or hate themselves, they're wounded and are projecting all of this on me 
rather than taking personal responsibility. And this isn't a cop-out, you know, it's founded in spiritual law. So the more light you generate, the greater the mirror, the more you reflect back and amplify everything people love or hate about themselves. That's just the way it is in the universe. So the wounds and traumas come to the surface and guess who they project them on? You know, whoever's standing in front of them. So I've heard all the, um, hang on here, I got a page is stuck. So I heard all the contradictory, unfounded rumors. You know, the fact of the matter was I was so busy building the SETI, you know, keeping up the, the massive gardens we have here, writing the books and doing shows. I really didn't have the time to participate in all these adventures I was accused of. And uh, and even, you know, it's funny because there's all these rumors going around. And the people that the rumors were about actually wrote letters saying this never happened. And even though I took these letters to other people and said, look, this is a person you're talking about. And they're saying it never happened. And they they never put out a retraction or or anything. It was not. But, you know, I really don't care about that. I don't care what people think about me. But it just does show the character of people you're dealing with in the UFO community, unfortunately. But but anyway, um, you know, the uh, despite the fact, that, you know, that all of these were easily dispelled, the nonsense continued. I even made the T-shirt, you know, I'm not your father your mother or your ex-lover, I'm just sitting here. And so I love that t-shirt because, you know, you're going, ah, I'm just sitting here. You know, all these things that are going through you are, are, not, are yours, you know, they're not mine. So anyway, you know, I've never, prof- I've never professed to be perfect and I've always been in the heart, you know, centered in service. My truth has always been consistent, though flexible, you know, to new knowledge. So if new knowledge comes in and there's a lot of foundation for it, you know, I'm, I'm totally willing to say, hey, you know, I might have missed that part, you know, that area. And I'll go back and redo it, relook it. So, you know, I always listen to others' truths, see how it feels, run everything through the heart and meditation back to source. And that's so important right now that we have to go within and, and we can't just externally think we're going to get uh, validation on any of this stuff because it has to be done within. So, um, but anyway, um, you know, having two near-death experiences and over 36 years of intensive training with masters, elders of every faith and culture, along with extensive process-oriented training, you know, created the foundation to keep me somewhat sane and centered. And it allowed me to shake off the constant attacks and projections. And I found in my research, you cannot remove higher dimensional beings and their vehicles from science, religion, culture, uh, history, or archaeology. You know, it's replete in all the ancient wisdom and sciences if you do the research. So despite this, rather than looking for similarities, there's so much in-house fighting on who is right, you know, in, in what is the truth. A multi, you know, is It's really a multiple choice question. It's like, I want to go into this because some people say, oh, that's... Uh, that's really dark, you know, uh, that's all negative. And the people say, what's well, all positive? And people say, well, it's somewhere in between. There's both negative and positive. Other people say it's back engineering. You know, other people say it's German technology. Other people say it's time travel. You know, it's the Pleiadians, it's the Orion, it's Andromedans. You know, everybody has their stories. And the thing is, it's a multiple choice question. And it's called all the above. It's all going on at the same time. But, you know, it, it's like you know, it, it's just got to end. So, the, so again, the correct answer is, you know, all the above. And it's like having a piece of pie and demanding everyone acknowledge it's the whole pie when obviously it's not. So we also cannot just, you know, dismiss the planned opposition, opposition's uh, shills, you know, the inflated ego seeking fame and fortune over truth. You know, the UFO community has always been infiltrated by all the above. Uh, not just seen, but also unseen negative influences. So there's regenerate species like reptilians, you know, some of the grays, the hybrids, the the AI, you know, has always interfered in disclosure. This has been ongoing and it's really rearing its ugly head now. And and I'm, I've just been seeing this over and over again. But, you know, we've been talking about this stuff since the 80s. So anyway, we just made a new T-shirt. It's on our site. You really want to check the shirt out. It says, it's, what's it say? Uh, oh, East SETI, uh, 36 years of I told you so. And it has a beautiful ship on it and everything else. So anyway, it's a great T-shirt if you want to check it out. We have a bunch of new T-shirts coming up on the site. Uh, but uh, but anyway, 
people, they keep asking me who is right, who is wrong, which side are you on? You know, I tell them I'm on the side of truth. I'm on the side of healing. You know, I'm on the side of whatever best serves humanity and the earth. You know, I'm not on the side of attacking another's truth or character self-righteously or not, and, or not, you know, and calling it spiritual. Um, if, you know, if you really think these masters are up there saying, oh, that person's a bad doobie, that one's a liar, that one's, you know, they're not doing that. You know, they're, they're all blissed out. You know, and and they just don't engage in that. And and if we are going to work with the spiritually and technologically advanced beings, we have to rise to the occasion. So, um, you know, I want to talk about a lot about that. So the masters and the spiritual advanced ETs are they're not engaging in this. You know, if you think they are, they're not. So I don't know it takes all I can muster not to engage in defending someone who's under attack, you know, having always defended the underdog. Are those being attacked, having been attacked relentlessly myself. And I don't see myself as a victim. I knew when I signed up for this what I was getting into. So I had no idea how bad it was going to be, but we're all getting that understanding right now. So so anyway, again, I don't side with, with anybody's truth. I look at the action being done against them. And so <clears throat> it said that a man or woman's character is established by their actions. And those attacking have to ask themselves, why is this person such a threat? What is it in me that they're triggering? You know, what? Uh, and that's really the bottom line, basically. You know, it's like, and it goes back to the basics, the foundational stuff. So I'm going to talk more about that. And so um, we need to sit with that, you know, follow the emotions. What does this person represent to me? Has it happened before? How can I depersonalize this? You know, reframe it, use self-mastery mastery to process it, you know, get beyond it and get back to, you know, I always, I always say, you know, I need to get back to my own personal God creator, great spirit connection, you know, back to my own unique soul purpose without all the distractions. So I always back out of this stuff, get out of nature and get back to, okay, who am I? Why am I here? And, uh, and really focus on that and make my own personal connection and ask for guidance on high, you know, how to navigate these things. And so, you know, it really takes a wise soul to do this. And, and you know, it you have to have the absence of ego to take this path. And, you know, the need to be right usually wins in most cases, unfortunately, because people need to be right. They want to defend their truth. And it's not that important when you realize the big picture. In the big picture, this is just not that important. You know, so what's more important is, is evolution, you know, soul evolution. So anyway, um, and I, I just want to talk about this divide and conquer thing. So it's always been the modus operandi of the dark hearts. We all have a little darkness inside of us that lets them in. The way to avoid this is to own our own darkness. We don't, you know, do not participate in the divisive actions or character assassinations. It will always come back on you and in this day and age, almost instantaneously. So I know if you go and trash somebody and go after them, there's, a lot of people out there that are trashing others, and I know I know what's in their closet. Actually, I know them better than they know themselves. And uh, but that's not my job, you know, my job. But if it gets too bad, if they're really beating somebody up and they're causing a lot of damage, I will step in, you know, and say, hey, you know, you really need to clean out your own closet first, and you know, this and this and this, and take a good look at this. So, so anyway. Uh, you know, I don't like going there. I usually won't go there because it's kind of trespassing. But if they're trespassing to the degree where it gets so bad and it's so disruptive and causing so many problems, I'll just say, hey, you know, what's what's more important? You know, we're here to bring heaven to earth. We're here to make our own connection with creator. We're here to fulfill our own unique purpose for coming here. Those are the basics. And that's what we need to get back to. And, uh, and, you know, that, that is the bottom line. So, you know, I was talking about this, you know, don't participate in all the divisive actions or character assassinations. You know, it'll always come back on you. And, and again, in this day and age, it's instantaneous. So I'm watching these people in glass houses, you know, throwing stones. And when you start throwing stones, you're usually taking them from your own foundation and your house is going to crumble. So, uh, Anyway, and so, you know, having been in the spiritual and UFO community for quite some time, you know, I'm, I'm seeing people just doing, unbel- you know, people that 
you know, I, I know who they are and I know what they've done in the past and everything else. And they're just, they're trying to make a comeback, you know, but, uh, but anyway, um, you know, it's like, you know, and I was telling people throwing stones, you might want to, you know, keep those stones and shore up your own foundation because their houses are crumbling, you know, repeatedly and they can't understand why, you know, why, you know, all of a sudden they had all this attention and now nobody's, nobody cares, you know, and it's because the foundation wasn't there. And, uh, and so, so anyway, a lot of them just have never had a foundation grounded in spirituality 101, you know, and they think they can climb the ladder of success and fame or make a comeback on the backs of others, you know, and uh, how's that worked out in the past? It hasn't, and it won't, you know, it's, it just, it doesn't work and we need to back away from that. So in the past we used, you know, we used the foundation and in the past, we just say, what see I am I, you know, if I'm seeing this, I need to look at that within myself, you know, or, you know, the understand of when you're pointing one finger forward, you know, there's three back, there's three coming back at you. And, and so, and, and so we, you know, we really need to, to do some self-reflection, get out in nature and, and take a look at this. So, and I'm by no means saying evil does not exist. What I'm saying is how can we be absolutely sure what we accuse of others, you know, is what we ourselves are doing or, or, um, or something that's happened to us in the past, you know, what, why are we doing this? So anyway, I know she, you know, people are going, why are those cloud ships <laughs> in the background? Uh, Lydia wanted me to put these cloud ships up. So I said, sure, no problem. And uh, so we're just using them as a background, but I'll talk more about the cloud ships towards the end and what they're all about. So Anyway, I, I know no matter what I say, this behavior will continue. You know, it's so deeply ingrained in social consciousness and supported, you know, by the masses. Now it's become acceptable and and what some call normal. And it's not normal and it's not acceptable. And, and it's not who we are in our heart of hearts. You know, my desire is that people do not get caught up in all the division and distraction. And, you know, contact comes within. We cannot maintain that contact while engaging in the divisions and distractions. So love has always been the most powerful position, the ultimate power in the universe. And just as each individual has to make their own personal God, creator, great spirit connection, it's the same with contacting spiritually and technologically advanced, you know, or multidimensional beings. You know, we always need to clear our energy, create sacred space beforehand, focus on love, joy, and bliss, set your intention and qualify the contact. The mind in which you seek is the mind in which you connect. And this is the path to success in contacting spiritually and technologically advanced off-worlders, you know, higher dimensional beings, as well as the ascended masters. Um, the bottom line is, you know, we have to rise to the occasion. So um, I did another email earlier. And uh, the clearing methods, if you go to the eSETI site, eSETI.org, you can see the clearing techniques. You know, and, and, uh, and, and I was saying, imagine if everyone cleared, created sacred space and held that vibration and what was done in mass. And, and this message was uh, passed far, far and wide. And I said, enough what ifs, just do it. So anyway, that was the newsletter that went out. And, and it is, I mean, this has been going a long time. And it's it's just getting old. It is so old. I'm going, come on, guys. I know what? If we said, you know what? I don't need to be right. You know, only the ego needs defending. Um, I'm going to start looking at similarities. I'm going to look at the other pieces of pie. You know, maybe we can put this whole pie together and cooperate and work together. And maybe, you know, there's bigger fish to fly, fry right now. I mean, we have some extreme adversity that's coming up that we're dealing with. And we need to join together as a community to deal with these other, because this other stuff is just mind games that they've created, you know, the division. So anyway, that's my rant. Have fun with it. <laughs> the uh, I wanted to go back to the cloud ships. Everybody keeps asking me about them. So I want to explain something. Some of these cloud ships are just lenticular clouds. They're formed over mountains and, uh, and there's atmospheric conditions that create these clouds. There's others that are ionic. It's like the ionization field around a ship. And it's like a, so they can cruise around and not freak everybody out. So you're going to see it as a cloud. And it might be a cloaked dimension ship that's a different dimension. 
and it's the fields around the ship. And I've seen these perfect saucer ships and I've seen smaller saucers going in and out of them, going up in out of them to the mountains. So there's a lot more to that story. So, so the science mind will say, oh, that's just lenticular clouds, you know, and the spiritual people go, oh, they're all cloud ships, you know, and, and it's something in between, you know, so some are, some are definitely ships. You can, and the thing is, the only way you're going to know is to go back to the heart and feel, you know, project into that ship and say who's on there and see what kind of energy. And it's the same with the other ships. Uh, you know, you you want to be able to project and, and remote view that ship or project your consciousness and feel who's on that ship because some ships you don't want to contact. And we had some ships come here before. Everybody's all excited. This massive green and red triangle ship was coming in and and I go, oh, I said, guys, uh, don't be welcoming that one in. It doesn't feel good. Something's wrong with that, you know. And and I projected in and I felt the energy of the ship. And I go, this is not good at all. And then the next thing you know, there's a big blue flash. And that ship just turned into powder. And the Palladians actually took care of it. But uh, it was a reptilian ship. It wasn't, definitely wasn't the good guys. And they had an intent when they were coming in. And and they're met with that same intent by the benevolence, you know, according to universal law. So there's been a lot of that. I've seen a lot of gray reptilian ships just turn into powder. And it's all because they're interfering with what's happening here at the ranch with the Stargate. So um, there's a lot going on there. There Right now, we're, what we're up against is these the reptilian uh, gray hybrids. I'm not saying all hybrids are, are off. We're going to have a, a beautiful one coming on soon. Um, there's Palladian gray hybrids there's earth gray hybrids there's pladian earth hybrids there's a lot of different hybrids out there and and so a lot of the ones that have the human side or the pladian side or the other ones are that side is taking over because there's no agenda with that side and there's the love frequency and the higher frequencies and the joy and the bliss and so they're they're shifting over to that side and uh and so a lot of the programs that were set up to kind of infiltrate Earth now has have backfired and the and they're actually working with Earth to help, you know, actually save Earth and turn things around. So there's big changes there, but there still is a gray um reptilian hybrid that's working with AI that's causing a lot of problems with people. So uh there are safeguards for pure channeling. It's so important to create sacred space align with the benevolent ones, the masters, and do clearings, clear your energy. And the mind in which you seek is the mind in which you connect. So if you don't do clearings and you're just doing this for fun or you just want to have a contact and you don't qualify it, there are entities that you really don't want to contact with. You know, so again, we have a saying, just because you're, you know, dead doesn't mean you're enlightened. And just because you're an ET doesn't mean you're benevolent. So it's important to work with the higher dimensional beings. And, you know, some people call them watch angels. Everybody has a different name for this or your main teacher and guide, but make sure they're coming from a higher frequency and that they can clear out the lower frequencies uh, when you're doing this kind of work. And, and, uh, and it takes time to get it right. Cause you can be fooled. You know, there's faker spirits and there's spirits that will come and flatter you and they'll tell you you're the chosen one. And, and, uh, you know, you know, I've had so many people come up here that were saying they're Jesus, you know, or they're, they're Buddha reincarnate or Mary or, you know, things like that. But uh, anyway, you can go out into La La Land. And the way to avoid that is to always observe yourself and, and be humble, you know, have your humility meter there and, and don't fall into the division or separation games like you're special because we're all special, you know, and we're all connected to the source and, the source is omnipresent, you know. So when you realize this, when you go within and connect with the one consciousness that encompasses all consciousness and all planes and dimensions throughout the multiverse, you're everything. You're everyone and everything. Why settle for a lesser identity? You know, so um, there's the house of Mary, the house of Jesus, the house of Buddha. You can actually connect into those and merge with them and have access to that consciousness. So it's this big multidimensional phone book. And when you understand how this works, you can connect in with all these different beings. And that's basically how it works. I wanted to answer uh, some questions today. There's a lot of people sending in questions. And I don't know if this is one of the questions. Uh, let me know if it is. But 
And people ask me, how come they have the same guide? And the reason why is because there is a master plan and the guides are working with a lot of different people and they're bringing those people together. And so you can have a lot of people that are really hooked into the divine feminine, you know, the house of Mary, you can have people hooked into Kuan Yin, you can have people hooked into Yeshua or Buddha or Babaji, you can have people hooked into the Pleiadians, a lot of different beings in the Pleiadians, and they're working with a lot of people. And so it's important to realize that, that this master plan has been going on for so long and so many people incarnated and they incarnated from these higher dimensions and civilizations. And they have friends and fat family and master teachers there that are helping us get through this one. And they're initiating people and waking people up right now. There's a big, a big great awakening happening. That's part of it. So, um, and, and so there is, there is a plan, uh, I'll share with you my experiences. When I first started waking up, I had a being that came to me and it was a past life and it was a Native American. And uh, he was telling me who I was, what I did, you know, and uh, told me I was an Algonquin and I was a chief and things like that. And so, okay, interesting, you know. So, so anyway, and he showed me all these things that happened in the past and how the tribes finally came together and the wars were stopping and, and, uh, federations were being created and, and uh, it was really powerful and and said okay that's that was a past life and then I said I wonder what the name of my soul was and so my soul came in it was this being named Uad this Viking warrior you know big dude freaked me out when I first saw him you know it uh, and then and then so I go okay that's my soul you know and then this other being comes in named named Tasamara and and he's on my Christ level Christ consciousness or Buddha conscious fifth dimensional level. And, and so, you know, he goes, I'm you, I'm you on the fifth dimension. So I'm having a total meltdown and, and having all these problems. And then, and then Ezekiel from the old came in and then Kazekiel, which is an ascended version of Kasia and Ezekiel. And so all this stuff was kind of like in my spiritual lineage, you might say. And, and these beings were all coming to me at the same time. So I was having a full on identity crisis and meltdown and then Kazekiel finally came to me and said, it's all you. And, and you need to just relax and let go of your identity. And, and, and when I did, everything just stopped. And I realized that within each and every one of us, we all have the one that it's that spark that sits next to the soul. And when that spark ignites, it expands in consciousness and greater awareness. And so when you go into this greater awareness, you realize you're not just a body and a personality or a soul that has a body and a personality. That soul is multidimensional and you have many lives going on at once in other dimensions and they're all connected. And eventually you realize it's all you, the whole universe is you. Like Buddha said, the whole universe is within you. You know, you are the whole universe. So, you know, Jesus said the temple is within, you know, you're all God's children of the most high. That's what he's, talking about i mean we have the dna of the gods you know the little g gods from ancient past and we have the consciousness of creator but if we're running around as as a body and a personality we don't have squat diddly so if that's what you want to do fine you know that's okay you're loved no matter what but but anyway we are much bigger we're much greater than that and so you know, we have to transcend all the fear and the guilt and the unworthiness and the dogmas of the past to get there to figure out where we're at. So, so anyway, I hope I answered that question because a lot of people are struggling with that. And uh, I was joking around when they asked me that question. I said, because we made it all up, you know, but uh, I shouldn't joke like that. But uh, anyway, um, the information we get is very accurate. And we do find out that there are soul groups and people come together in groups and uh, they have similar guides and they've, they've lived in other civil civilizations. And like, you know, the, the Pleiadians are all coming together. The Orion council of light people, they're all coming together. The Arcturians are coming together and they all share in that consciousness. So we're, it's this big family reunion happening and it's a multidimensional reunion. And that is the great awakening. It's so much more than, than the white hats. It, it goes goes all the way to the source. 
So uh, love the White Hats. love what they're doing. Um, all of us wish it was happening faster, but we do understand, you know, we've been dealing with this nonsense for actually millions of years. So, so it's finally being cleared. But we are finally moving forward, you know, and, and putting an end to this old serpent, reptilian, gray alliance, satanic, Luciferian nonsense is, is going out the door and, and the whole earth is being liberated right now. But it's a process, you know, and, uh, you know, it was one step forward, or one, two steps forward, one step back. And now it's like going to be 10 steps forward and a half a step back. And and that's where we're going. So anyway, Meyer here is going to ask me the questions. I haven't even seen these questions, so I have no idea what's going to be asked. So this kind of ties into what you were talking about. Um, if planet Earth was taken over so uh, so very long ago, why is it taking thousands, maybe even millions of years to receive the help that we're receiving now? Have um, have we as a race tried before to eliminate the dark, cruel entities and energies, uh, but weren't strong enough? And if we were not strong enough, does that mean there was not enough light with us? Yeah, it's this struggle has been going on. Um... Um, it's been going on since the original, the ancient Larians first colonized, and they call them the Anunnaki. And they are human, by the way. They have beards. They're they're not reptilians. But uh, they they had struggles, and they had power struggles, and family squabbles, and those created some great wars here, and things like that. And, and <clears throat> From what we know of, this has been going on for a minimum of 450,000 years, probably millions of years. There's been uh, colonies that would rise up and then split into factions. And then and it's just been a problem for a long time. So there's always been a struggle between light and dark, between the controllers and those that want to be free and want everybody else to be free. It's been going on for a long time. There's been... Uh, beautiful civilizations on the planet. Some of them actually ascended and left. They went into the higher dimensions. And there's been some really dark civilizations that descended and they went on the downward spiral of evolution and their their whole world collapsed. Uh, and there's mixes of that happening. So it's, it's just a long history of back and forth going on. But, uh, you know, they they lost control in Atlantis and Lemuria back then. They the dark dark energy started infiltrating and they started misusing technology and they wanted to spy on everybody, control everybody. And it's exactly what's happening right now. And, and the Lemurians and the, the benevolent Atlanteans just weren't strong enough and they didn't rise up. They, and so that then ended up, you know, creating a major disaster because of misuse of technology and wars. And uh, you know, so, so again, we we have that same thing going on right now. We have a choice: are we are we going to move towards universal law? You know, the Constitution is a very good representation of that, where everybody is king. You know, everybody is free. Uh, you know, king and queen. I much I should say everybody is free, and uh, as long as you do no harm, you know, you shouldn't be trespassed anyway whatsoever. But that's a small, a, a small way of explaining that. There's a lot more to it. But it's common law. We have to go back to basic common law. And universal law is very similar. But on a higher level, it's just uh, universal peace, brother, sister, love, uh, individual freedom and prosperity for everybody. That's basically universal law, which we're going into. And and what's happening is the source itself, whatever name you want to give it, is pressing in. So all the way from the 13th dimension on down is pressing in on the earth right now. There are beings beyond your imagination that are joining us and joining in the collective consciousness of earth to help right, raise the earth consciousness. And and so, and then you've got the lower fourth dimensional beings, which are everything from reptilian, gray, negative, regenerate grays, um, uh, serpent beings, demonic type energies, really screwed up humans, you know, and things like that in the lower fourth. And then the earth itself is ascending and she's rising and so all this stuff, you know, third dimensional stuff and the lower fourth dimensional stuff is stuck in the middle. And that's what we're going through. So the earth is ascending. The higher dimensional beings are pushing in. And that's what all this chaos we're experiencing now is. And so we need to hold a frequency through this chaos and get back to the basics, the basic foundations. And then we can get through this. But 
I mean, we can't, uh, don't underestimate the dark side. It is good. It'll find any chink in your harm and it'll use that against you. So uh, we always need to clear and we need to focus on universal law and focus on the foundational things, you know. And, and the main thing is just be loving and kind to each other and the planet. It's that simple. That's all you have to do. When you're not being loving and kind, you're playing in a whole different arena. This one's kind of deep and it has, okay. um, there's four questions within one. So I'll give two at a time. What is the biggest mistake you've ever made in life? Any advice on picking yourself up from rock bottom? God, the biggest mistake. I don't think, I can't think of any. You know, I, I've done a lot of things and I've manifested a lot of wisdom from those things and some things I could have done better. Um, I try to think about, I, I can't really call things mistakes because I gained a lot of wisdom from them. And when some of these mistakes, when I made them, I came in innocent. I didn't know any better and I did some stupid things and I gained the wisdom from that experience. I go, now I know what I don't want, you know, so I move on. But uh, mistakes, um, everybody's co-creating, everybody's in it for a reason and uh, and they're working stuff out and God, it's hard to, you know, there are certain things that when you go against universal law, if you trespass on another or harm another or things. I think I did some stupid things when I was a kid with a BB gun, you know, <laughs> <laughs> with birds and things that I don't feel good about now. Uh, you know, things like that, stupid things, you know, some relationship things. Um, I always had this higher calling and I had to do, I, I knew I had this big purpose and I just couldn't settle for the white picket fence and the 2.5 kids and the golden retriever and it just wasn't my mission and there's other people that wanted that to be that mission and uh, it created a lot of conflict and problems um but you know you you got to do your sole purpose it has to be first priority and one of the masters told me something he said selfish is godish and i go what do you mean there's selfish isn't godish what are you talking about and it didn't make any sense. It took me a year to figure this one out. And, and what, and then I realized what they're saying is we all have our own unique soul purpose for being here. And we have to know what that is and be a little selfish and, and get that done. Because everybody else wants us to do something else. And, and so sometimes we have to, and I think it's more like self-love or, or, and we, we have to kind of undo a lot of the snares and psychic bonds and all these other things people have on you that, they want you to go in this direction or that direction. And, and uh, it's hard. It's hard to totally be tapped into your own inner guidance and walk that path without upsetting people. You're going to upset people. It's just, it's just the way it is. So any advice on picking yourself up from rock bottom? How do you start over? How do you get that reset? As far as picking yourself up, I think the the first thing we have to do is forgive ourselves. And when we forgive ourselves for the, for the choices we've made and things like that, then we have to forgive others who participate in that event and uh, forgive them as well. And 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 then I think make a commitment to service, to serving others, to universal law. And to be kind to each other and be kind to the planet and be of service. And I think stay on that path. It's like karma yoga. So just stay on that path and you're going to get through this. You'll get through it. And and if you feel you really need to, uh, if you need somebody else to forgive you, um, apologize. You know, make restitution and say, I'm, I'm really sorry. But don't do it with any expectations. Just say, I don't have any expectations. I blew it. I made some stupid decisions. And uh, I just want to let you know that it wasn't you. It was my crap. <laughs> and you wouldn't believe how freeing that is for everybody. You know, it's really freeing. Um, how dire are the consequences of not monitoring and moderating your frequency? Oh, that are how dire are the consequences of not moderate, moderating or monitoring your frequencies? Um, well, it depends on how far you want to go with it. You know, if 
if you allow yourself to go into those deepest, darkest levels, it can get really ugly. You can actually lose connection, you know, to your own soul and then then they've got it and they're going to do whatever they want. So you can, it can be very dire, but it can always be reclaimed. You know, you can always reclaim it and again, get back on the path of service and, and being kind to each other. Um, and is there danger in spending too much time alone because you're, you are not vibrating with the majority of the world for a length of time? I would highly suggest alone time as much as you can out in nature. It's really important that you can come back into the world and go, oh my God, I had no idea what I was living in. So uh, <clears throat> there's not a, there's a danger to, to your, to being socially engineered. There's a danger to being totally in, enthralled in social consciousness. Uh, but your joy isn't there. You know, all that's within, you know, the love and the joy and, everything is within and so uh you know when you like when i had my near-death experience i was actually in commercial real estate and i had my own office i had all these people working for me and i came back and i go i can't do this anymore and i was totally wide open again you know and i was telepathic and could sense and feel everything and everybody was manipulating each other feeding off each other and all material and and i just went ah, i can't do this and i i left i got rid of everything and i lived in the redwoods i had to you know to for self-preservation and uh it's the best thing i ever did you know i gave up everything and i have so much more now that and the more i keep giving stuff up the more it comes it's kind of bothering me now i go i don't want all this stuff you know it's just like uh <laughs> you know my my dream was to, to have a little cabin by a river I could write some books, maybe do a radio show now and then, and nobody would know where I was. That was my goal. And now I've got this big center and radio show that's going out to a bazillion affiliates. And it's, it's a lot it, of work. You know, and, and believe me, I don't want the fame. I've never been in this for the fame. I could care less. I, I'm, I enjoy myself being in good company, spiritual company, and nature. Uh, gardening or whatever i mean that's you know that's what i really enjoy doing co-creating regarding the inner earth there have been many stories over the years about people being taken into inner earth during times of trouble and still reside there now uh, what do you know about this and can this be done at this time uh yeah if you talk to the native americans you know like clifford stone by the way clifford stone did pass away and uh I know we put it on the newsletter. He was a, a very good friend and had a lot of that ancient wisdom and and shared it. And beautiful guy. He's. I was meditating. I connected him after he crossed over, and I go, and I asked him. I said, "Well, what what are you doing? You know, are you going to be helping the planet?" And he goes, "No, nah, I'm taking a break." <laughs> you know, and I go, "Where are you?" And he goes, "It's he goes, it's a paradise planet. You know, like it's paradise." And I go. Oh, well, good, man. You earned it. You earned it. You know, good. Great. And then um, it was because and then the last thing you said was, you know, humans are crazy <laughs> because humans are crazy. And then I, I lost contact with him. But uh, and that is his humor. That totally is his humor. But he goes, it's rough. He goes, humans are crazy. It's rough. And so uh, he it's funny that last year he gave me a T-shirt saying trouble. And he said, yeah, we're the, he goes, you and I are the only troublemakers left, you know, that are really bringing the information out and, and, uh, and pissing people off, you know? And so, but I'm sure he'll be just like golden light Eagle and the other people They're They're working from the other side. They need to take a break after they cross over and they need to kind of uh, heal and regenerate and, and just, you know, be in that higher space for a while. And then they come back and they'll start helping. So do you think that inner earth, that um, that could be done at this time if there's issues? Um, I tell you, I know where the door is that goes into inner earth. And I tried to go in and they said no. And uh, I said, why? And they said, because you won't come back out. And uh, and they said, you have a mission. You have work to do. And I go, come on, just let me come in and check things out. And then they go, you won't. They go, you know, you won't. 
you won't come back. And it's beautiful in there. There's life forms that we think are extinct. They're still existing there and, and beautiful beings, elven beings, the, the nature spirits, you know, are all in there. You know, they've got everything and they can, they even have a lot of the old dinosaur type creatures and stuff, but they control them with their minds and uh, they have beautiful mountains and beaches and, and, uh, there's one area where there's all these ships and planes stacked up and those that's the Bermuda Triangle where they got sucked in there. And the people that were taken in uh, don't want to come back out. They're still alive, but they're they're on the inner earth and they don't want to come back out. See, is it possible to tell if frequency mm-hmm. devices like Healy, Rife, Snoopy and others are safe and cannot be interfered with? By negative AI slash ETs or other bad entities. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, you know, a lot of those technologies are uh, very helpful, and there's a lot of research. I mean, that could be a whole show to get somebody on that's really done the research. Some of them, the frequencies are off; they're not quite right, and uh, there are some really good ones out there. I don't really don't want to push anything on the show right now because um, I am working on some some extreme healing technologies like med kind of med bed technology and some other things that we're working on getting uh, that go far beyond that. And so uh, I think there is a lot of benefit to a lot of those. They do a lot of, of good work. Um, some things be careful with the intention of the person using it because that can you know, or if they're hooked into dark energies and you're wide open, things could happen. But I think most of them are, are most of them for all are pretty good. But just make sure that it has, you know, a strong foundation uh, in, you know, research and science. You know, it's just not a gadget. Um, do you think the powers to be are no longer in control? I come the powers that were. Um, I think to some degree they are. Uh, but they're losing control fast. I don't think it's done yet. A lot of people are saying it's all done. You know, they surrender and everything else, but you go outside and the chemtrails are still there. They're still, they're still doing this and they're still trying to do the mandates, all the other stuff. Well, you know, obviously they didn't all get the memo. And so there's still things going on. And, and although a lot of that's been cleaned up, there's been some new developments that, some other things have surfaced, but that just when the other things surface, there's other incredible higher dimensional beings showing up, you know, to counter that. So, so it's a work in process. Um, I really think we're, we're going to start taking a quantum leap here and just getting rid of this tyranny. Do light ships UFO pose as stars and planets at times? I've been watching Sirius move up and down and up and down and side to side. It even responds to my questions with specific movements for several years. Intuitively, I feel like it is a light ship of an ascended being ET. You know, it could be. There's a thing, I forget the technical word for it, but it's called eye wiggle, basically. If you stare at something long enough, it's going to start moving all over the place. And it's like eye fatigue. You know, your eyes get fatigued. But there are also, I've seen ships cruise right into the Milky Way and become one of the stars and just park there. And uh, I've seen them park in Sirius and those other areas. You know, all of a sudden you see them cruise along and they just stop. And you go, wait a second. They went, they went right to that star and stopped, you know, and they're just holding position there. So that does happen. That does happen quite a bit. And, uh, and you know, lately it's like I go out, we've had just cloudy skies here and a lot of snow and rain and everything. And all of a sudden I go outside and there's one little hole. I look up and there's three ships, you know, big ships. And so we, we just had about, I think it was 506 really large ships, very powerful ships just entered into the the game here. And uh, when I understand 12 of them are, are actually engaging the earth and doing certain things. And they're, they're around the, the planet, you know, they're up, they're higher. And I know two of them are going to really start making themselves known. I've already seen them. People are already getting pictures of them and they're making themselves known. So disclosure is going to come from the sky. It's, it's on their timeline, you know, and they know when it's time. So uh, I, I, 
get ready because the universe is much bigger than we can imagine and creator is much bigger than we can imagine and it's a multi-dimensional experience and we're not alone you know we never have been uh see uh there are a number of truthers really and i mean really into flat earth <laughs> don't yeah. believe a word of it but could you talk about shooting down the flat earth theory of course, in addition to your uh, fantastic connection with the cat beings. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when we have an eclipse, it's it's not square. It's round, right? And so when you see an eclipse, it's round. Okay, that's one problem. Um, when, when planets are formed, they're birthed out of the suns, and they find a cradle orbit, and there they cool and start condensing, and they're hot gaseous ball, and they start gathering other elements and ice and 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 dust and things from, from outside, you know, like it comes to them through gravity. And there's a centripetal force that's spinning and it's throwing all the heavier elements out to, and creating a crust. So planets are hollow, actually. They're not what we think. And there's a hot gaseous ball that starts shrinking and shrinking, and then it adds more and creates a big, thick crust. <clears throat> but there's more to that. And that's basically how planets are, are formed. And so there's there's a lot of planets that, are in the orbit around the sun. And so, and then there's a spot where there's nothing. You go, what happened? There's a big asteroid belt there. Well, that was, that was uh, uh, Maldek or Malona and whatever name you want to give it, it blew up and became the asteroid belt. But, you know, as far as flat earth, um, I remember flying by, this is a wild story, but I remember I was wearing an all white suit and, it was different than this stuff on Star Wars, but similar. It was all white. It was a space suit. And uh, it was it was uh, um, real form-fitting. You know, it was, it was uh, and I was flying over, and I went by the Earth, and it was just a hot, gaseous ball. It wasn't even formed yet. And my memories go all the way back to then. But uh, I remember, God, that's going to make a nice planet someday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it cools and the crust, you know, thickens and... And uh, and so we've been around that long it, and all those memories are in our soul. We just don't remember, you know, but it's there if you want to meditate on it and ask. What was the other part of that question? Okay. Uh, well, it was just, of course, or... in addition to your fantastic connection with cat beans. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I love the feline beings. You know, there's three different groups of them because they have the, some people call them the Shringer or the Peshat. Everybody has different names for them. But those are the humanoid cat beans. And I've been one in the past life. A lot of people have. And then they have the panther beans that are about 12 to 14 feet tall. And then they have the lion beans, which are 17 feet tall. And these are all well documented in our ancient history. And there's statues to them, Sekhmet and Narishima and all these beans, you know, in India. So they were real and they were the protectors of the gods and, and uh, beautiful beings, very high integrity levels As a matter of fact when the anunnaki fell they left fell they left they said you're you're not operating within universal law and we can no longer provide protection for you and they went back to lyra and sirius in that system so i'm not sure how much more how time we have for they're questions. actually coming back now they're coming back now to help us with this planetary liberation so we still got time we still have a few minutes okay um how do you activate <clears throat> our uh, our pineal gland your pineal one? Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> no, there's a lot of ways. There's a, uh, there's a lot of, I, I would just research that because there's so many different ways. Um, certain like, I think lemonade, other people are saying apricot juice does it. Uh, lemons do it. Apricot juice. Um, uh, God, there's, there's a lot of different, and I can't, I don't want to recommend it because I'll get in trouble, but there's formulas you can get that are that actually directed. You can Google it and find them, you know, find a reputable person. You know, there's herbs and things like that, but I don't want to practice medicine on, <laughs> on the air. We're already in trouble enough for the stuff we're doing. Um, have you shoveled out yet? <clears throat> no, we're still shoveling. It's uh, <clears throat> yeah, we have, we have the driveway clear a few couple parking spots. Actually, we didn't, we're really limited on parking and I got the other place shoveled out too and, and have a couple of little leaks here and there we got fixed and 
And so we're still at it, you know, we're still. So Linwood says General Flynn and Patrick <clears throat> uh, Byrne are deep state. Is this true? Mm. Um, you know, that's a tough one because I've seen some things happening there that I don't agree with. And but I don't know what their strategy is or what the big picture is. And um, there's so many levels to these psyops. There's like 10 twists and levels. And I wrote a, a email about that. I mean, a newsletter about that. The White Hats, you know, they're going to be trading hats. Some of the White Hats, we thought were white hats are going to have black are going to be black hats and black hats. We're going to find out are white hats. And this is a huge psyop. It's a huge multi-dimensional chess game being played and um, um, I really don't want to you know condemn anybody any by name you know but uh, just be just observe watch what they watch what they do uh, you know I know Trump had that experience obviously he found out he was surrounded by black hats that he thought were white hats and so the good news is that they all got revealed they all got smoked out and now we're seeing who they are See, could you please explain the role of the soul in leading and guiding us? Well, the soul, your soul, actually, there's a cavity next to your heart. And it's a highly charged electrical spot. And the soul actually sits there. And your soul is connected to the source. So you have multiple bodies. So you have your, your, you have your astral body, which has two parts to it. And then you have your etheric body, which is your blue body, your whole and healthy, perfect self. It's the pattern that you can reset your DNA and everything from when you merge with that and work with that. And then you have your Christ consciousness or Mary or Kuan Yin, whatever you want to call it, Buddha consciousness, which is your fifth dimensional body. And so you have bodies within bodies all the way to the source. The soul is the access. The soul is connected to the source and all the other bodies. So. Uh, when you meditate on the heart, there's more electrical energy there than there is in the brain and neurons. And so you, it's, the heart is the power. And uh, and so you, God is a feeling. And so you go through the heart to connect in and then you'll start getting visions and messages and things like that. Uh, what are the reasons the soul might jump from the body? Hmm. Well, I mean, there are rituals they use to actually separate people from their soul, put a wedge so they don't have access to their soul anymore. And those are the dark rituals and things like that. Um, sometimes souls just say, I'm out of here, you know, and they drop the body. That happens. And I've had enough, you know, and they want to go back home. Um, there's a lot of different things, but uh, I've always believed your soul is really powerful. You know, everybody says they have these machines and they trap the soul and they do this. You know, they might be able to trap your mental body, you know, or your astral body. They might be able to mess around in that arena, but not your soul. Your soul is just too powerful. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, the more you work with it, the more you merge with it, and the more access you have to all that information. Uh, what happens if one dies and the soul isn't <clears throat> in the body? If one dies and the soul isn't, that's what death is. The soul, I know. The soul isn't in the body. Right. Soul left. And that's all we have. I don't even know how to answer that one. But, uh, but anyway, we're out of time. I'm looking at the clock right now. We've got one minute left. And so I just want to tell people, everybody, you know, keep an open mind, loving heart, pure intent, and don't get caught up in all these division games. You know, if somebody's having a bad day or screws up down there, you know, it's like we all have those bad days. And, uh, you know, and if you feel like you need to mention it to them to say, you know, this doesn't feel right, go ahead and do that. But we're not here to condemn or, or trash other people and throw people under the bus. We just need to stop doing that. And it's been going on for way too long. <laughs> you know, I can't even count how many buses I've been thrown under, but I'm still here. So, Anyway, you know, be kind to each other, be loving to each other, be kind to the earth and uh, and get active, you know, get behind these these changes, these shifts. So anyway, have a great evening and uh, we'll see you next week. We have some great guests coming up. So pay attention 
and we'll talk about those later. So anyway, have a great evening. Good night.